Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 10, Thirst for Knowledge Podcast. I'm James Evers. And I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. Today on the episode, we continue our History of Beer series, part two, where we cover uh, the years, was it 10,000 or 7,000 BCE, all the way up to 500 AD. Yes, it's very exciting and interesting, and you guys will love it. And make sure you stick around for the end where we uh, give you our notes and try and correct our mistakes. So come join us as we study ancient ales, Babylonian brews, and Chinese cervezas down in the history of beer. In my direction. Yeah, my direction. Peter Piper. New York. Peter Piper picked unique, a pack of pickled unique. peppers. Peter Peichel. <laughs> Peter Peichel. <laughs> oh, Midas. Midas touch. Midas touch. Ancient air. It's a. Babylonian brew. 2,700-year-old drinking vessels in the tomb of King Midas. Yep. Ancient Is that true, Seth? Is that true? Babylonian brews. That is true. Chinese checkers. What's a word for... Midas. What's a C word? Babylonian? Was he like the dick bag who wanted to turn everything into gold, and he touched his dick, and it turned into gold? Yeah, Yeah, everything he loved turned to gold, and then he regretted it. That's a fable. That's myth. That's a fable. It's a, yeah. it's a f- is it though? So <laughs> is it? Is it though? So um, <laughs> Midas's tomb. We don't actually know who was buried in Midas's tomb. We don't know if it was him or if it was his father. Mm, Tom Midas. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Midas Senior. <laughs> what's what's a c word for beer? Uh. Ancient ales, Babylonian brews, and Chinese cervezas. cervezas. <laughs> Welcome as we talk through the history of beer. <laughs> history of beer, part two, ancient fermentations. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going back in time for this one, gentlemen. Fuck yeah. How far back? That's so that's debatable, actually. Amongst whom? Scholars, smart people, uh, <laughs> beer historians. <laughs> this beer is interesting. All right, so yeah, here we go. Um, we'll start off what, with what we're drinking. All right. Yeah. Um, mm. So we're doing ancient fermentations. This is uh, the second part of the history of the beer series. Um, we decided yeah. to expand upon the history of beer series, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and kind of complete the the grand scope of the history so we're gonna start from uh beer year zero and work our way up to modern days so in this one we're gonna journey from the oldest of beer times to you know some slightly right not older beer times but still pretty so what are we drinking today so we're drinking um uh dogfish head midas touch it's an ancient ale uh, yeah, it's a part of Dogfish Head's Ancient Ale series. Uh, and the way that this beer came to be, I did a little bit of research. Like on the on the bottle, it says, uh, somewhere between wine and mead, our original ancient ale is made with ingredients found in 2,700-year-old drinking vessels in the tomb of King Midas. So that's more or less true. Um, <clears throat> there was this guy, uh, Patrick McGovern, Dr. Patrick McGovern, Uh, from University of Pennsylvania Museum in Philadelphia. And what he did was analyze bronze vats, okay? They were bronze. Okay, so the vat is like holding the beers while being brewed? So there were, well, there was vats, jugs, drinking bowls, all that stuff. It was made out of bronze. So one of the things that they think the gold part of the Midas legend came to be was because back in the day when those bronze vessels were new and shiny... 
they kind of looked gold. So yeah, yeah. they could have they could have been mistaken for gold. Um, this beer also has a very goldeny hue to it. Yes, we will also get to the reason why that is the case. Okay. Um, but uh, so Patrick McGo- Dr. Patrick McGovern um, used some crazy uh, science technologies such as infrared spectrometry and gas and liquid chromatography, as well as mass spectrometry to analyze some of the leftover liquid residue that was in these bronze vessels. And what he found were traces of tartaric acid, beeswax, and calcium oxalate. So what those three things mean is that there could have been grapes, honey, and barley beer that was in these drinking vessels but they were all from the same liquid so that's why dogfish has those three components of this beer you know you've got it's it's a beer wine mead hybrid thing that's happening sure it tastes like it (laughs) (laughs) so um the way the beer came to be was at a beer dinner in 2000 um uh Patrick McGovern posed the task to uh, attending microbreweries to create a beer based on those specifications that he'd found with his science technologies. So Sam uh, Caljone from Dogfish was one of them that was there and came back with the Midas Touch recipe. And his take on it was making a barley-based beer and adding some honey to it, as well as some muscat grapes. Um... And the reason that the beer has its gold hue is from the addition of saffron. Hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah. And I think in the original recipe, hops weren't used to, um, spice things up. Yeah. For the bittering purpose, uh, it was the saffron that was used. I know I'm pretty sure that in the current iteration that dogfish sells that there's there's hops in this thing but i think he was trying to be true to back in the day when this could have been brewed hops weren't being used in the brewing process yet makes sense so we figured we'd drink something that was inspired by the the olden beer times while we kind of walked through this period of history with you fun folks that's right so Midas touch ancient ales this bad larry's nine percent and it sure tastes like it is strong Mm. God, I remember having this beer. Oh God, it smells like, like a malt liquor. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's a little higher in ABV. <laughs> it's it's a it's kind of dry. Yeah, it does have some pretty good flavors to it. You can tell that the um, the honey addition, as well as the uh, the muscat grape addition, those are completely fermentable sugars. So that's going to make the beer a little bit drier. Um, but not that. I haven't had Midas Touch in a really long time. Ooh. <laughs> I had this for the first time, I think, in like 2008. And this was like when I was slowly getting into more deeper into the craft beer scene. And yeah. my first time, my first impression was it was rough. It was hard to put down, hard to take the flavor in. I don't know. It was, it, it, it to me at the time, it seemed overbearing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I hear that. Now, though, <laughs> I mean, it's it's actually pretty smooth. Yeah, I mean, considering from what I remember, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a lot of new flavors that are hitting your palate if you're going from Bud Lights to (laughs) a dogfish minus touch. Um, But yeah, no, I I think it's a pretty solid beer. It's definitely very interesting. It's, I can see why it's still a part of you know dogfish's core beers that they continue to release for sure. Out of out of all the other ancient elves they've done. All right, so. Ancient ales, all right, guys. So we're going back to like we're talking seven thousand ish BC, yeah, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, Did you put enough uh, plutonium in the Delorean to get us back? Uh, no, to present we're, we're, time? we're using the more modern Mister Fusion version, ah. so we're powering off of uh, trash and banana peels and, <laughs> and, and tab cans. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. More green, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so. It's around that time, 7,000 BCE, where we've got some evidence that um, beer-like products were being brewed and consumed. I tried to figure out who was first. 
Okay. And yeah, I, me too. I, I saw multiple sources. I don't know, James, if you came across, I, I saw Sumerians, Egyptians, Chinese, Chinese. It was the big one. Yeah. For I, starters, you know, that I saw. Exactly. And of course, being that long ago, yeah, trying to track down. Yeah. It, it could have been any one of them, but what we do know is that, um, alcoholic beverages have been produced and drank for a really long time. <laughs> so bef- before the, um, was it Glo- Gobli Tepli? What is it called? Gobekli Tepe. Yeah. Before, before I saw the, that stuff and that theory of like 10,000 BC, mm-hmm. I did see the Chinese around 7,000 BC. Yeah. And it seemed like they did make something, um, what was it, like grapes? Or was it honey, rice? So, <clears throat> what I saw was uh, beer-like drinks brewed in China were made of rice, honey, grape, and hawthorn fruits, yeah. similar to what was being brewed shortly thereafter in Egypt and Mesopotamia. So I read that as well, but then it wasn't as successful as it was in Egyptian, Babylonian, and Mesopotamia times. It like As soon as they made beer, they discovered like this other thing. Okay. It's called Chinese yellow wine. All right. And once that surfaced, they kind of forgot about beer and just focused on that. And that was like the staple. Okay. That thing almost like kicked beer out. And they're like, oh, this wine is where it's at. Yeah. So they stopped. And then like 5,000 BC, I noticed where it started up again. And okay. That's that, what I saw anyway when yeah. I was reading. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I was, I didn't see the yellow wine thing. Um, I was trying to focus more on the beer, but that, that makes sense. It was like right after they, they kind of, found out about fermentables through the beer that they created yeah through rice and stuff yep um they kind of discovered this stuff it's called hangwingji <laughs> okay <laughs> no, no. i don't know about the pronunciation <laughs> on that but i can't i can't dispute it yeah i don't know it's like hang h-u-a-n-g-j-i-u interesting Hyun-jai. i i also saw something <laughs> about chinese brew they were using wheat for something called samshu Sanchu. And then some kind of beer called Kiyu, K-I-U. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Um, and so I guess um, around the world, you have different cultures are using different types of ingredients as fermentables as they're available to them. Um, in, in Africa, you've got like millet, maize, cassava that are being fermented. North America, you've got persimmon and agave in Mexico. South America is corn and sweet potatoes. Japan, you had rice for sake. Um, so it's basically whatever they whatever you had, grew. whatever you grew in the area that had you know starches that you could convert to sugars or that had sugars in them already. Um, that's what you would use. They're making <clears throat> booze out of whatever they had. Yeah, <clears throat> and in in all these ancient times, like hops weren't being used yet. So right. they weren't being cultivated. So you were using other ways to flavor your beer, like balsam, hay, dandelion, mint, wormwood, whorehound juice. Whorehound? Whorehound juice. Uh, cra- what is that? <laughs> and I mean, I even saw crab claws and oyster shells. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. That must be nasty. I don't know, man. There's some oyster stouts, like modern oyster stouts out there that are pretty good. I yeah. think the 21st Amendment makes one. Yeah, yeah. Like the oyster juice. Some cl- yeah. clamato. thanks dude right yeah um so like where do we start where it's clearly beer and it's you know where where where's that line where it's like uh, is this just alcoholic like piles of mush or is this beer or when is when is beer beer okay so the first thing that i found was there what they consider this like one of the first beer recipes written on clay tablets um, were documented in Babylonia, which is present-day Iraq, circa like 6,000 BCE. 6,000, so that was 8,000 years ago-ish, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. And that consisted of using under underbaked bread would provide your yeast and your malt, like the yeast that was naturally on the, um, the grains that were used to make the bread. Yeah. And because it was underbaked, you didn't kill your yeast yet, so then you would take those pieces of underbaked bread and chop them up and put them into jars that had water and you'd leave them to ferment. Yeah. And then you would add dates, herbs, or honey for flavoring. So this is, to keep everybody in mind, this is after everyone stopped being nomadic, 
they're in agricultural they're growing their own stuff they have yep. villages of some sort um what i read something you probably have it in your notes too is like they didn't start making alcoholic beverages and like practicing with uh intoxicants until after you know they had certain things established right yeah so from what historical data suggests is that once humans fulfill their need for food shelter and basic laws their next pursuit is creating some type of intoxicant that's right baby yeah. <laughs> i mean that yes. makes sense though right once I, once you like get all your your ducks in a row yeah then you just then it's time to party man you try to you try to like you know you try to see what's what's in the mind you know you explore the mind yeah yeah and i would have to imagine like these people were working really hard every day like they don't have smartphones they don't have massive technology to aid them you know they're not driving cars or anything like that like they're working they're moving around and once you get to the end of your day you want to you want to forget about some of that stuff right you want to relax a little bit you know yeah i can see that depress a little bit yeah Especially if you saw like one of your buddies like just get eaten alive by a tiger or some like prehistoric monster, you want to forget wait, that wait, wait, shit. Wait, wait, prehistoric? <laughs> We're talking about. Hey, you never know. You never know what was out there. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, dude. There could be a- ancient aliens. You know, your, your homie just got picked up by some ancient alien god. You're like, I don't know where he is, but I'm gonna drink my problems away. Yeah, and that's where you get crazy hieroglyphic paintings coming along, right? <laughs> anything you're just worried like who's next you know yeah yeah it could be me <laughs> i mean their their laws must be strict back then like you like do something wrong you're gonna get your head chopped off so you're always stressed out about your next meal true true drinking those sorrows away yeah <laughs> it's probably safer being drunk in your hut than gallivanting through the through the village doing bad things right i can hear that so um the first chemical evidence that we have of beer and wine being discovered was uh, found in this place called Godin Tepe. All right. Yeah. And that was in level five of Golden <clears throat> Godin Tepe, which was an archaeological site in Western Iran. And that was discovered in 1973 AD or CE, whichever. Um, so like 1973. 1973. Okay. Yeah. Like like 60 years <laughs> like ago. Like the 70s. Or, like the 70s, yeah. Or not 60, 50, almost 60 years ago now. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, pretty much they had this archaeological site and they found these ceramic things that had traces of the first barley beer and wine that was like this is so when dogfish found that ancient ale thing through uh patrick mcgovern that was what 2700 years old yeah so this evidence is 5000 years old right so that actually came before the dogfish recipe but that's the first act so before all we had were these tablet these clay tablet documents now what we're looking at is they had actual they could use that same technology the the spectrometry and analyze the liquids that they found in these ceramics and see oh we have beer was once in these vessels and wine was once in these vessels so that's like hard evidence rather than right. it just being written on a clay tablet which is still i mean pretty pretty solid evidence now but. here's a theory was it actually wine and beer or was it just it just happened to be their spent grain their grain in their grapes and then they accidentally left that shit in there they never drank it and it just went bad in there and turned to liquor so that's debatable actually I mean, it's po- it's, that it makes sense very right plausible yeah you just got so, these old buckets of grain you didn't eat and you just left it out there and you're like oh it's crap just leave it there and then it just ended up turning into yeah. that stuff so that's actually a debate between scholars. Some say that it was um, it was discovered on accident, like fermenting yeah. wine and, and fermented you know fermenting grapes would give you wine, and the fermenting uh, grains would give you uh, the beer. But some say, as we were just saying earlier, after you fulfill those needs for your food, your shelter, and your laws, yeah. then you're pursuing making those intoxicants. So some people think that it might have been done on purpose. Like they were purposely trying to figure out how to 
get these into, like back in the day like you, one dude accidentally got drunk and was like dude that was awesome let's figure out how i did that yes exactly and then so they now they're, they're trying to figure out the process yeah. once they figure out the process and try to make it taste better yep yep and that's when they're flavoring it with the the different additives herbs and spices yeah yeah so go though so tepe was 5000 bc Godin tepe was 3100 bc Oh, I thought that was 10,000 BC. So, no, that's Gobekli Tepe. Oh. Yes, this different. is another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gobekli Tepe is the, Gobekli Tepe. Yeah, is that, the oldest one, right? That's the oldest remains that we found, I think. Or yeah. they're one of the oldest. That goes back, what was it, ten or 12,000 years ago. Yeah. So that's even before this. Right. And I don't know if they've uncovered anything in Gobekli Tepe. I didn't see anything. Okay. But I think that might be so old. You can't really get anything that from it. You them. can't get stuff from that. And they're still, that Gobekli Tepe site is still being excavated today. Like Godin Tepe, that was in the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah. Right, that, right. that they reached level five and they found these ceramic pots that had the beer and wine residue on them. So, oh man. So, where are we in time if we go everywhere? Your Tepe, Godi Tepe is Godin Tepe. Godin Tepe. That's 3100 BC. 3100 and that's in BC. Western Iran. Western Iran. Yeah. So where does Egypt come in to play? I mean, Egypt is still around at this point, right? Is that when Okay. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this time map in my brain. <laughs> this time map in your so brain. So 7000 BC and then I'm uh okay. So they believe that the first beer and berry wine was made in Egypt in 6400 BC. Okay. But the Egyptian civilization is still happening at this point in 3100. And they're overlapping. They're overlapping. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Egyptians, what kind of stuff do they did it, the Egyptians use as ingredients? Um, did they have they had they had barley grains. and stuff? I don't know if it was necessarily barley because you don't see the use of barley beer um, coming into... Ex I mean, the first evidence of the barley beer was found in Godin Tepe, but we don't necessarily know right. what okay. was going on in Egypt. I know we had those Babylonian recipes, which that's modern-day Iraq. They were being made from underbaked bread. But from what I found in Egypt, it was more berry wine, you know. Okay. Egyptians had honey, right? Yeah. Okay. So that was probably their main sugar besides grain, if they had any. And fruit, berry wine, you said? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're getting their fermentables from the sugar and <coughs> berries. All righty. I'm caught up. You're kind of thinking that. Sure. This sure. minus touch, man, it's it's crazy. Dude, slow down on the minus touch, man. <laughs> it's one o'clock, man. Nine percenters. No, we've still got some more time ahead of us that we're traveling through here. All right. Yeah. I'm trying to get back into time, my mind. Oh yeah. Teleporting right now. Yeah. Physically manifest yeah. your your body. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, um, Ham, I know you were doing some yes. some fun fact investigations about what beer was used for in Egypt? <clears throat> there was a couple of things I came across. Um, one of the more, I guess, interesting ones was um, determining pregnancy. Mm. And the Egyptians, they'd be able to tell if a woman was pregnant uh, based on the number of times <laughs> she was she vomited while sitting on a floor covered in beer mash <laughs> damn wait a minute so they would take a pregnant woman a, a presumed pregnant, a presumed pregnant, pregnant woman, woman and cover her in like beer mash beer mash she'd just sit on the floor and however many times she just vomited, vomited. so um, did they say like how many is it like once you pass alright you vomited three times you're definitely like, pregnant <laughs> with definitely, twins yeah. I didn't see like a specific number range or, or anything like that but it just kind of goes to show as to sort of you know how far like some of these older cultures and how they approached medicine and mm -hmm. um, you know there was a little bit of you know 
mild science involved. There's a little bit of, you know, spirituality. There's a little bit of mysticism and, mm-hmm. and sort of all this stuff. But, um, you know, I, in, in other cultures or even in Egypt, I also was looking at like wound treating, wound healing, um, beer and hot water was used to kind of like clean and disinfect wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think has more to do with like the alcohol involved. I would think so, would, right? That yeah. was like they're in some cases they're drinking alcohol because it's more without even yeah. knowing that. Well, hey, I can drink this stuff and it's not going to get me sick yeah. because it's more. That's true. Yeah, that's true because they had to boil it, or were they boiling stuff then? At this point, I don't. No, right? They're not. They're not boiling. Yeah. yeah, this is a lot of spontaneous fermented stuff. They're not. Yeah, right. That makes the, sense. The process really isn't in place. But yet. the alcohol would be enough to kill any germs. Yeah, so Maybe. like your 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 yeast is overpopulating some of that bad bacteria, and now it's becoming a more stable substance, I would think, than some of the, you know, crap water they had. Yeah, you know, sitting around. Their stagnant Nile River water. <laughs> Man. Yeah, but I mean, it it's. I tried to look for some really concrete sort of medicinal uses. I mean, alcohol and beer it definitely did play a role um you know uh, alcohol or, or even beer was almost like a i mean uh, an, an obvious one is sort of you know used to like sort of unburden suffering you know mm-hmm. if you were like you know if you had to get your arm chopped off or something you know get all liquored up and it's beard up some and, kind of yeah. sedation yeah right? yeah um, you're gonna get sacrifice to the gods they get you a nice cocktail yeah, yeah. For sure, um, but like beer was also kind of like a like a vehicle, you know. If you have what you would perceive as like these these herbs, these spices, these this sort of medicinal cocktail mm-hmm. um, that you presumed would help cure an ailment or something, you know, oftentimes they would use like beer as sort of the transport vessel. It's the medium to yeah. which they or the the substrate. Yeah, that, that you're using to administer those herbs, right? You yeah. know, um, just so maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit easier to stomach, mm-hmm. um, things like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So as we move through time here, we're getting into like 1750 BCE, mm-hmm. and um, this is when the Babylonian king Hammurabi, Hammurabi. You know the pronunciation? I don't, know. Okay, yeah. Hammurabi, uh, his code, the code of Hammurabi. 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 Hammurabi's code. Hammurabi. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys heard of that guy? Har- Hammurabi. No. You I've haven't heard of that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. So, Hammurabi. Ah, yeah. Arm- oh, shit. He's a very famous Babylonian king that established these laws called Hammurabi's code. And within those laws, these are some of the first laws that established tavern keeping and also categorized beer into 20 different varieties what whoa yeah so this is 1750 bce all right and i mean um, is there some of those categories do we have some of those categories couldn't find any i couldn't find any of the categories i i tried to look deeper to see yeah like what are they calling the different kinds of beer beer? different yeah essentially Essentially? yeah okay this this kind is made out of these things imagine you read it it was like the most it was like yes like stouts lagers ipas (laughs) it was like meepas oh my god (laughs) i was like then we have the nice session ipas with the meat they go to like extreme deal like what dude that would be a fine and then it's got like five others you've never heard of yet and you're like (laughs) wait a minute we gotta get on those (laughs) yeah let's get on that train before it starts going up right yeah um but that yeah we had like tavern keeping and how you're supposed to sell and interact and you know buy beer and all that all that jazz. well i mean you're you're moving up from babylonian culture i mean when did it start i mean where so our, our we know those clay tablets that showed the first recipe was were 2700 like was 6000 or 6000 and now okay. we're in 1750 that's that's when beer was beer though right so like the Sumerians, so, I think I read somewhere, one of them made like this weird porridge type beer. Yeah. It wasn't really beer yet, like in a drinkable way. Mm-hmm. And that's when like the Sumerians made, invented straws, basically. Yeah, because they had all the grains that would get stuck. It was pretty it thick, was all, right? Yeah, it was like, like oatmeal. I don't know if it was liquid necessarily oatmeal. thick. 
right? It was still watery. Like they were adding water to it, but you'd still have flecks of grain that were floating in like it. Old fruit and whatever just yeah. in and there. So to filter that out, you would have to drink it through a straw. Otherwise, you're going to be chewing on bits of barley <laughs> right. in, in, in whatever you know fruit flavoring things that you're putting in there. So the Sumerians invented straws for beer. Specifically. Specifically for beer. That's so, interesting. ladies and gentlemen, the reason why you have awesome straws is because this delicious beverage I'm drinking right now. Yeah. Beer. And now You're we're welcome. taking the steps to get rid of straws. So yeah, it's like sea turtles, man. <laughs> exactly. So, but, so bar keeping, tavern keeping, like yeah. the, the original bartenders were from the 1750 BCE. I, I guess that's where the, the laws are first established. Damn. You know, or at least it, by law, those are your first, um, you know, bartenders and tavern keepers. Yeah. And that kind of. And back then there was like. Uh, Anyone can go there and drink, right? No laws about children or women. I think uh, that's more of a that's more of a modern day sort right. of Western. There was nothing like everyone get fucked up back then, of right? like yeah, you know. right. When did they establish drinking age laws? I think that comes much farther, much way farther. So yeah. like it was a normal diet for everybody, basically. Yeah, anyone could go and drink. I wonder if there was like a bunch of drunk kids running around causing mischief i don't know <laughs> stealing fruits and shit i don't know that would that would be interesting but you also got to think you have to pay for this i mean yeah right or you steal it right? or you steal yeah. it sure <laughs> or you make you it know. yourself yeah i guess if there was no law against making it um but yeah it was i read that it was you know beer was a staple you could use it you could you know it was used as a payment for work yeah, you know, it was used as you could just go buy it if you wanted to buy it, but uh, it was like its own thing, you know. And these are beers that are presumably of like lower ABV, like I three would, four percent. I would have to that's imagine saw, that's yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw. I was. I read. Um, so these are like super session beers. Yeah, and at the same time, like I would have to imagine that these people's alcohol tolerances were much lower than our modern probably right yeah like so yeah, they, they, they don't need as much to get them past that point of inebriation. i mean think about it like this okay you james you spend a whole damn day cutting down trees doing your arborist duties <laughs> yep you're you're dried out you're dehydrated you're overworked yeah it seems tired. like every day <laughs> you get home how many beers does it take you to just really start <sighs> two? <for me>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when I'm dehydrated, got no food in me. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, translate back, you know, when you've never had millennia, when ago. your body's never, or your family's body's never experienced alcohol. Oh, yeah. So, your, your liver just like, what is this thing? <laughs> it's just pure poison. <laughs> probably one beer. Exactly. I got uh, the average beer was about three or four percent. Yeah. During those yeah. times and during like special occasions and holidays, whatever holidays they had, but. Um, they would have a higher alcohol content beer okay. or beverage used as like a, it was like a better quality they considered it mm-hmm. when it was higher alcohol. They probably didn't water it down as much, right? I would think. Yeah, because I think as a part of the process of making some of these things, they would have like your your base that mm-hmm. was in those jugs, and then they would mix it with water when they served it to kind of. Yeah. This is all a guessing game too, right? I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is really old history. A lot of the stuff that I found, like 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 we said, we can barely even establish who first was brewing beer. You know? Oh, I'm talking more in the sense of like these guys and and oh, well, oh like yeah. the, the the people of the civilizations, like <laughs> it, just making it. Yeah, like, they, yeah, they don't know a, what they're doing, right? Or like they they don't have hydrometers or refractometers, <laughs> right? And, right. You know these crazy things that can measure measure alcohol percentage. They're just either doing it through recipes, mm-hmm. you know, passed down through their families, or just yep. like just really guessing on how to just make some tasty yeah. beer. You know, are we there right now though? Too, all we're doing is just trying to find the best new beer. There's no science; it's all magic. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. You know, yeah. Wait, just wait until you find out that alcohol is just this magical spice that no one knows about. And then you're like, oh, it's actually little beans making my liver go crazy. Well, I mean, it's the yeast converting the sugars. 
that's what you think. <laughs> okay. Because our brains are so, you know, so uncivilized. Actually, if we had powerful enough tools, we could examine these yeast and see that they're casting magic spells on right. these sugar molecules. Exactly. On that's these, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aliens gave us this magic power yeah. liquid. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, all makes sense. Um, I believe that is fact. Yeah. Yeah. So right. where are we now in history? So now we're we're getting up into the Greek the Greeks and the Romans. Oh yes. All right, the good stuff, like the these, juicy stuff. Like these guys. Yeah, everybody loves these guys. Well, you know what? They didn't love beer. They thought it was an inferior beverage. See, that I feel like that is still kind of the case. Not really, obviously. There's plenty of people who drink beer, but like maybe like 20 or 30 years ago, like you you know, when you see a guy drinking beer, it's a big barley guy you know <laughs> it's drinking beer and he's like it, it makes sense we're it's like lower class blue collar yeah. working class beverage right. Right? right and that's probably what they considered it right when you say inferior yeah i mean like wine, the so barbarians wine, wine existed during this time as well right and the greeks and the romans that was their main beverage of choice or well, I mean, alcohol you're beverage. on you're on the mediterranean okay I mean, grapes are, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a bountiful crop over there. So, I mean, why not? And higher <clears throat> ABV, okay. Mm-hmm. They probably taste probably better. Probably tasted way better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure that in the process, you know, just the process that we make in wine now, it's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, you're that's what fer- I thought. You're fermenting grapes with yeast. I mean, how many ingredients have more, really changed? Yeah, it's more complex than that. Like great winemakers, they have a crazy process. But in essence, like you, you're not boiling things. You're not. There, it's it's a it's 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 not quite as complex as the yeah. whole process that is the beer process, the beer making process as we know it today anyway. Yeah. So quality of a beverage that back in that day, I mean, wine wine was probably the ballerest thing Hell ever. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, it probably smelled way better. Yeah. Like I there was this one note that I saw that like um uh, they said beer smelled of goats, you know. <laughs> like, so why why do you want to be drinking? The I can go- see that though. The, the goat drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can smell in this Midas touch. I mean, plus wine stores better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if, they, if it's I mean, higher ABV, yeah. They put um, it if they did everything right. Yeah, I, I actually didn't look too much into the wine making process back in right. the day. If they were if they were putting it in barrels yet when that right. kind of when that started to happen, I w- I would think. Probably around that time is yeah. when is when you're seeing that happen, though. So I, I can see how it it is the the preferred choice for the uh, you know the the upper echelon and stuff like that. For yeah. sure. When I picture like highly educated like art snobs, I picture them all like yes, drinking wine. Right. And when I think of like middle class dudes watching football or out in the woods or something with beards, like yeah, they're drinking beer. They're not <laughs> drinking fine wine. You know what I'm saying? Like so, there still is that kind of yeah. There is there is that definitely, but you're starting to see that change, especially with the rise in all these craft breweries now. Right. Where you're getting all these different kinds of very specific specialty beers and Well now there's like this a thing similar to wine where you can like you're picking up notes in beer and exactly. you're like, Oh, do you smell the hops in this one? Do you smell how they use the malted grains with this one instead <laughs> of this? I like the color and look at the legs on this beer. Yeah. But yeah. you know, like twenty or thirty years ago when the craft boom before the craft boom, it was just like, This is beer and it's good. I yeah. like it when it's cold. <laughs> exactly. That that was a big thing. It's like I want a cold beer. And that right? was all there was, you know. It wasn't there wasn't crazy ingredients and there was it was just grains and yeast and water right yeah they're like all right let's we want the coldest beer in town but during that time there was probably wine it was like wine was at this level where it was like oh they used a california white grape or something like that and (laughs) this was a good year you know and like well i know even in watching game of thrones right it was kind of funny when they're talking about wine in game of thrones the dornish wine is yeah like, they're talking about the wines of the different regions and yeah. everything and the, the the different types like that probably goes back to those old you know yeah definitely yeah i can see that man so the the greeks learned the process from the egyptians of making beer and then the greeks passed it on to the romans and they, you know, as I said, they referred 
to it as an inferior barbarian beverage, you know, like <laughs> I heard this crazy statistic. It's not really a statistic. It's more of like a fun fact. All right. Um, correct me if I mean, does this sound right? Yeah. The amount of time from the Egyptian civilization to the Roman civilization, the Romans and the Greeks is that same amount of time is as the Greeks and the Romans to current day time frame. Does that sound right in terms of timeline? Yeah, I guess. No, would that be 3,000 years, right? 4,000 years? Maybe the start of the Egyptian empire or the Egyptian civilization, right? When was the, <laughs> when did, what was the Egyptian civilization? Well, I mean, it goes back... All the way to, to like, 6, to like six, yeah, yeah. Back, back to around six thousand. And so the Romans and the Greeks are what? They they two thousand. They start to come around. Um, it's somewhere around a thousand BCE yeah. in in that neighborhood. That's a crazy amount of time, man. And a thousand yeah. BC from us is three thousand years. That's ago. a crazy yeah. amount of time to think about. It's it's a it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, what, what wasn't it that the, the I think the fact the fun fact that you're referring to is something like. Cleopatra was closer to the invention of the iPhone than she was to the um, pyramids. To the pyramids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, that's, what's, that's crazy. Oof. So, speaking of Cleopatra, though, um, <clears throat> she was around 34 BCE. Okay. So, we're almost getting ready to go to the turn of 34? 34. 34. Cleopatra okay. was in 34 BCE. Okay. All right. Like 34 years before Christ. Yeah. Or the common era. Yes. Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to believe, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so BCE before Common Era or BC before Christ. Yeah. And then you have on the flip side, it's AD, which is after death. No, it's not after death. It's not. That's a common misconception. It's actually uh, I used to think it was after dinosaurs. After dinosaurs. <laughs> after dinosaurs. That's, that's way off. <laughs> after <laughs> dinosaurs. Well it depends on what you believe, man. Yeah. <laughs> so um uh, I don't remember. It's some. It's some Latin words, though. the The D is domine. I'll, oh, I'll, okay. I'll look that up. But it's, fact check, yeah. yeah, and um, and then C E is obviously common era. Yeah. So there's different people that use different. But you know, we're gonna say after dinosaurs. After right. dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Cleopatra was the first um, person to enact a beer tax in Egypt. That bitch. interesting. Yes. That bitch. <laughs> So yeah. beer tax, so like every time you buy a beer, you got to give Cleopatra like a penny. Yeah, so you know, tavern keepers in Egypt or whatever they were called in Egypt, um, she made them pay taxes when they uh, they bought beer. So beer was bumping then, clearly. Beer was bumping then, or what? You know, that version of beer, right? Which is still different than the version of beer that we are drinking today, but it's you know it has its roots. So. We're we're getting we're getting we're turning the corner here. All right, we're we're, we're going into the uh, the AD era. This is still Roman time, right? Or so this yeah, is getting into so Roman time. So we're getting into Roman times right now. So how far is Cleopatra from Roman time? She's existing during yeah. Roman times. Oh, damn, see, like yeah. that is a big misconception in my brain anyway right? because you're thinking oh cleopatra in, in, in pharaohs and yeah. pyramids and all that right yeah. but she's way after that yeah well because she was with mark anthony right i think so the mark anthony yeah <laughs> yes. like you know the the the, the one that married jennifer lopez the pop star <laughs> yes what's <laughs> the other will you be my hero baby <laughs> is that him yeah okay yeah shout out to uh Mark Anthony. Oh, he'll be listening. He surely is. <laughs> of course. He's, he's next on the episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so now we're getting into the, the, the Roman times and everything. And I found this interesting. <clears throat> All right. I found this interesting fact here, okay, that kind of brings into dispute who were the first people to make what we know as like modern beer, like the modern beer process as we know it today, okay. which is which is ferment, which is what, which is heating up grain and yeah. water. So malting your grains, heating up your grains, like um, boiling it, converting the starches. I don't know how much the boiling process was involved. Maybe at this point, um, 
but yeah, th- essentially that 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 process of having your mash with your with your barley grains and then um, doing your boil and then fermenting after you cool down and everything, and then getting all the grain chunks out and get, not using straws get, anymore. Yeah, get, yeah, we're we're all done with those straws. Past the straws. Yeah. So there was this archaeological site that was unearthed in 1978. Right. Okay. So this is a different archaeological site. Different from the last one? Different from Godin Tepe. Okay. Okay. So this site was found on the banks of the Danube River in Bavaria. Bavaria. So we're we're talking like modern day Germany region. Okay. All right. And um, so in this site, they found, um, let me go back a little bit more. So now we're, we're, we're in the year 179 CE, okay? Marcus Aurelius, all right? Uh, the, the Roman Stoic dude. Stoic philosopher. Yes. Um, constructs uh, Castra Regina, a walled encampment for somewhere around 6,000 elite Roman troops, all right? And in this encampment, there's and around it there start to pop up villages and settlements to provide soldiers with food supplies um there's taverns there's uh so it's like an army base it's and like it, all it, these mcdonald's and taco bell start yeah, and, building around it so these and, soldiers could go and eat correct yes okay. and there's there's brothels nice and you know make some money ladies of the night yeah <clears throat> so with all that and they in one of those settlements they found a workshop and within that workshop, they found, and it, so this is all within one workshop. They have contained wells, water basins, kilns, and fireplaces, and that's kind of an odd thing to all be inside one workshop. So there, the speculation is that that was a modern brewery, interesting, and, and malting facility, essentially. So it had wells. It had wells, water basins, kilns, and fireplaces. Okay, kilns and fireplaces. Okay. Yeah, so that would be to make <clears throat> to to malt your grain, to um, you know steep your grain in the water. Yep. And then the kilns to fire everything up and boil it, and then you know have the whole beer making process. Interesting. Now this isn't this is still something that's like disputed. They don't know for sure if beer was being brewed at this place, but it's highly speculated that it would make sense that they would have a brewery here next to this big military base where you've got all these other towns and settlements popping up around it or it could have been a panera bread <laughs> or it could delicious have been soup. a panera bread delicious soups and sandwiches <laughs> clearly yeah exactly i mean how do you make soup you need a lot of water you need buckets and you need a fireplace cook up that soup baby. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so debunking we're- all of your theories <laughs> or it was a panera bread yeah <laughs> Man, they do make some great um, French onion soup, though, man. I'm get <laughs> Rock down. cheddar is my thing. Dude, it's all about that, that French onion. I love onion. fresh onion soup, though. It's so good. Oh, that is good. <laughs> what was that sandwich, side note? What's that sandwich? <laughs> they, dip, they dip it in, like, French onion. Don't they dip Dude, it in, no, like, au jus? Or deep on jus, man. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Is it hot au jus, though? Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically like you're dipping your sandwich in a French onion soup. Because uh, that's all it is, right? It's, well, no, it's, it's the drippings from cooking the beef, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it may have other spices. It's, in it's it. called a French dip, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. called a French, French dip. French dip. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> another sure. another side note. Yeah. I went to a like a restaurant in in Buffalo once. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I wanted a roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Beef on uh, weck, very popular in that region. Yeah. Beef on yeah. what? Beef on weck. What's whack? Uh, it's a kimawack roll. Kimawack roll. Uh, a kimawack roll. Kimawack roll. <laughs> yeah. It's a very specific type of roll that is um, uh, popular in Western New York. That has. Yeah. Um, oh man, uh, Christine would kill me for this. <laughs> and there's some type of seeds that they put on it. Uh, I forget what kind of seeds. They I don't have. know. Cheese, all, cheese be- seeds. <laughs> no, like, seeds? Not, no. Grass seeds. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Kimwack rolls, all right? Kimwack seeds. Yeah, so very popular in Western Karoko New York. seeds. Beef on whack. Get some of that if you're in the Western New like York roast beef. area. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a fancy roast yeah. beef sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know it was fancy. So I'm like ordering this roast beef sandwich. I'm like, yeah, can I get lettuce, tomato, uh, honey mustard dressing? <laughs> you guys got that yeah, cheddar cheese in a can? Just right. put that over. <laughs> oh, man. Got a, turned a lot of looks, man. Yeah. So then looks. you got it? And- I got it, and it was like realized it was like the hot anjou sauce and, uh, yeah it, it was damn, delicious but good. <laughs> i had to get some french onion soup after this keep going sorry yeah, yeah. so there's a panera bread and roman camps so, there, <laughs> there is a panera bread that they <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so because they had all these structures that were um all these uh like buildings and buildings like that shops were, and yeah yeah you, bars were, it and was stuff. thought that it could be a brewery so the big thing about this is that generally today it's thought that the germans were the first to modernize the beer making process and first have these like they were the first one to build breweries and but this is questionable evidence to suggest that that the romans the romans started first this came up, yeah came but up. still in german area current germany now right yeah exactly but i mean the rome the roman empire was so huge right exactly yeah so maybe the did it Ro- extend into germany the roman empire yeah. well, i mean i think if, it went everywhere it, i mean it, it was pretty like it was, i'm pretty it was, sure it was like it all extended. of that european area was co- was all covered in roman yeah it was crazy yeah, I'll have to look that up after. Um, but basically, so that 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 you're talking 179 CE is when this was, and the the um, the archaeological site was found in 1978 on the banks of the Danube. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're that, using gold as currency then too, right? Gold, Roman gold coins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Um, Pretty much, that's that, that's most of what I have on on the Roman stuff. And then once you get to the end of the fifth century, that's when the Roman Empire falls, and Europe descends into the period known as the Dark Ages. Mm. Yeah, this is when like uh, the bubonic plague starts and stuff. Yep, really that's fun time dark. to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of the best. <laughs> that's when the church starts getting involved in, in government, right? Yeah, that's when they didn't care about history and writing things down. Currency was gone. Everything was going to the barter system. Like there was a whole. Uh, really, the Dark Ages is when the currency gets. Does they it like, exist? They, like during that time, they stopped using currency and they started going to the barter system. Like things were all out of whack because the Roman Empire had fallen. It put oh, this right. huge. So, thing that was everywhere that's like if every country collapsed right now kind of yeah. thing if or, th- or say the united states okay all the all so instead of being one country we disbanded to like 50 countries yeah you know now we all have our own currencies and we are all like trying to figure out our own thing there's no laws or very little well, i mean there's yeah you have to reestablish law and you have bubonic plague happening at the same time right. yeah God damn. I mean, it's in the name, man. The Dark Ages. Yeah, it's exactly. pretty grim. So, so d- before we, like, move on, so it went from, where where were the Greeks? Where was Greeks, Greece, uh, Greece in this, or Greeks or whatever in this? This was before Cleopatra, and then Cleopatra came, and then it was the Romans. When did, like, when we mentioned the Greece, yeah, uh, Gre- saying Greece, Greeks, um, and their wine and stuff. Yeah, that's around 1000 BCE. 1000 BCE. Yeah, or BC. Okay. And they were they just thought beer was for barbarians, they were more into yeah. wine. Okay. And then Cleopatra comes, she puts a she's the first to put a tax on beer. Yeah. That's 34 BC. Correct. And then right after that, that's when the Roman Empire starts spreading around. Or no, mm-hmm. currently Roman <clears throat> Empire is Yeah, right. that's where this is the rise of the Roman Empire now. Right. And then that's where we this ar- archaeological site was dug yeah. up, and they found this um, that building in yeah. uh, Castra Regina or near Castra Regina, where they think one of the first breweries may have been built. Yeah, it would make sense that the Romans liked beer because they were all, all kind of like just a big army of dudes mm-hmm. going through conquering areas, making these big settlements for camps and stuff, drinking beer, banging chicks eating Panera bread and then just going off to the next country. Yep. It makes sense that they would like beer over wine. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I don't know how long it took to make wine back then either. Maybe beer was a quicker turnaround process. You know, Could it's be. Quick, quicker yeah. to get to the troops. Yeah. You know? It must be. You mean you would have to because think of 6,000 dudes drinking beer every night. Yeah. It would make sense if there was a brewery outside this. There would have know? to be. Or yeah. no one's drinking because the amount of volume of alcohol they would need to support those dudes. Yeah. Would be ridiculous, right? Oh, there's definitely. probably there's probably twenty of those in that camp. Yeah, and if that's where the money's at, that's where the money's at. Yep, man. Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> at that point, you know, we we have the Roman Empire falling, and now we're going into the Dark Ages. So, um, pretty much the next episode will kind of pick up where this all leaves off. This is where there's a big turning point, you know? Yeah, because now we're going to be moving into the Middle Ages. This is where you get your cultivation of hops beginning to start. This is where you get your first breweries, like formal breweries being built in Germany and Belgium. Okay. This is where the whole thing with monasteries and brewing in monasteries starts to happen. Okay. So, um, I mean, you know, history of beer part three, that's going to be some some pretty wild stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think of Middle Ages, before we like get off the topic, um, I think of like jousting kings queens is that all existing you, this yeah time? You're, you're getting the renaissance period the renaissance during the period. middle ages all that all that fun stuff man so when does that stop so we get a good range i see 500 bc to 1500 bc that makes sense right yeah yeah so yeah so we're, for the next for history of beer part three we're looking at like um yeah sixth century dark ages into Basically, up until Columbus in 1492. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And then then after that, you know, you start to get the, like, the modern, like, the, like, big breweries being established. You know, the early, the early stuff. The early settlers of America, too. Yep. Yep. Breweries in, like, England. Um, Are ales then? Are ales around then? I think ales start up. Yeah, so I mean, the definition, like, <clears throat> as we know it today, uh, an ale is a, is a, it's it's defined by a specific type of yeast that's used that ferments at higher temperatures, and a lager is uh, colder ye- temperatures. yeast that ferments at colder temperatures. But back in, back in the day, that's not necessarily the case. The ale didn't... Def- wasn't that wasn't the de- definition of an ale wasn't an, the def- ale, an ale was just a beer pretty much or, or like a mead too right like wasn't a mead also i'm not sure if a mead was considered an ale okay to, we'd have to look at hammurabi's code and uh, yeah. see how he define those <laughs> categories true. so middle ages is basically the whole movie of knight's tale yeah we'll, okay we'll be actually watching knight's tale while where William uh, record- von Lichtenstein is going to be <laughs> the main character on that episode, recording the episode, <laughs> and how he rose from a peasant to a knight. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. So, right. how do you so we, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like the Midas Touch when we first cracked it open cold, yeah, was actually harder to drink when it was cold. But now that it's got like a little warmer, yeah, it's smoother for me. Maybe some of the carbonation's blown off a little bit too. Maybe, you know? maybe back in the day, they didn't have refrigerators, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and the reason why these ingredients, you know, are these ingredients is because it tastes better, warmer, maybe, and, and flatter. I think you have stumbled upon <sighs> something. God, <laughs> oh, man, it makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it, I think it's a lot easier to drink now. I don't know if it's because I'm halfway through it and yeah. it's a nine percenter, or that it tastes better when it's warmer and flatter i don't know it's pretty good yeah no it's not it's not bad actually um yeah good well, stuff <sighs> cheers to beers cheers yeah. beers. cheers episode two done you guys get ready for the next one yeah it'll be out in the future episode three history of beer yeah all, all right. right cool adios we're done ancient ales babylonian brews and, <laughs> and i don't know chinese cervezas cervezas <laughs>
so much history, knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I love the knowledge. I love the beer. Mm. Yeah, so do you guys get some notes for this one? Yeah, I got one you note. Got? The only thing um, was the pronunciation of the yellow wine from China. It's not that one I said. It's, <laughs> it's Wanju. Yes. Wanju. 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 Okay. Not to be confused with Aju. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Aju. Delicious beef <laughs> liquid. <laughs> beef drippings. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, all I got. Uh, I don't know. I, I got a couple of things. One, I know we were sort of questioning of kind of like what was the Roman Empire's reach um, at the height of it. And um, I guess it kind of extended all the way from like as west as like Portugal and Spain um, down kind of like northern Africa um, all around the Mediterranean and as east as uh, Armenia. So it was pretty big. Yeah, pretty pretty damn extensive. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and then I, I we when I asked at the it was kind of towards the end I was like, well, is mead and ale? And I did that under the um, I asked that under the I was thinking like in the king's times when you know they'd slam their you know their their mug. big mug down they'd be like more ale wench. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was wondering if that's what the kings were calling beer at that time. Or kings were, or if they were really drinking mead instead of actual beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just for clarification, uh, mead is not considered a style of beer um, since the sugars in mead come from honey, as opposed to a starch from a grain. Um, and typically, meads are also kind of higher in alcohol that can range from eight to twenty percent. So mm-hmm. it's more closely a wine. Oh yeah, yeah, like a wine or a brandy. Mead, mead is commonly referred to as like a honey wine. Yeah. Um, so going along with those last two points from Justin, the um, the Roman and Greek times, we kind of talked about the, that history and how that overlapped with what we were talking about. And the, the Roman Empire existed from approximately 753 BC to 410 AD. All right. And the Greek, like ancient Greece as we know it, existed from 785 BC to around 146 BC when they were overthrown by the Roman Empire. Okay. And um, when we're talking about kings and king times and ale wenches and all that stuff, <laughs> that actually comes much later. That We'll kind of cover that in the next episode, in the next span of history that we're going to have. So, like, um, we mentioned Game of Thrones. Like, what, what would the time period that that would be equivalent to on, like, real-life Earth? Right. And that would be the late... Um, medieval time, the late medieval period in the 15th century or the late 1400s, which will be like towards the end of the time period that we're covering in the next episode. So they were making beer, or, so they already had beer. <clears throat> they, they, they had beer during yeah. during that time, yeah. Okay. Um, did you have any other notes? No, no, that's Okay, not. I've got a couple small tidbits. <clears throat> um, we, we talked about Godin Tepe during the episode, and kind of mentioned Gobekli Tepe a little bit. That's like a different ancient ruin. Yes. I just wanted to say Gobekli Tepe is Turkish for Potbelly Hill and it is an archaeological site in the southeastern Anatolia region of Turkey and it's believed to date back to the 10th millennium BCE. God, it is yeah. currently still being excavated. And that's the oldest that's found ruin, right? The oldest found ruin of human <clears throat> remains. Uh, he, he, no, not human remains. There's, you know, um, yeah, skeletal remains that go back farther than that. Okay. But this is like the, you know, modern uh, humans, like, with tools and, like, oh, okay, you know, okay. a, a, like, city-type situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, during the podcast, James said <laughs> something about a big barley guy. <laughs> I just want to make clear that he was not talking about a giant man made out of uh, like, like the green giant, yeah, a, a giant, giant green bean man, yeah, a giant green bean barley man. Uh, he meant to say burly guy, right? Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> um, talking about barley, thinking about burly, exactly, exactly. Um, AD stands for Anno Domine or Domini. Something like that. Yeah, uh, I've yeah, heard it both ways. Latin, Latin, right? Dead language. Uh, not after dinosaurs. Should be, though. It sounds weird. Should be. <laughs> and um, 
Justin's nice story about ordering a weird, uh, you know, roast beef sandwich. Up in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. Kimowak rolls (laughs) have kosher salt and caraway seeds on them. That's the special thing that I could not remember. Not grass seeds? Not grass seeds. They are tasty, though. So if you're ever in western New York, get some beef on weck on that Kimowak roll. My final note, and this is probably the most important is that Panera Bread opened in 1987 in Kirkwood, Missouri. <laughs> Not <laughs> under the rule of Marcus Aurelius. That is correct, yeah. <laughs> Which is very unfortunate. Double fact check that. <laughs> yeah, so, that, I mean, that's all I got, guys. Um, yeah, uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, or like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, we now have, are available on Spotify and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, just let us know how we're doing. You know, Tell your friends and tell us. Give us some feedback. If you like us, if you hate us, are we too inappropriate? Are we not inappropriate enough? <laughs> you know, Do you want more Taco Bell, less Taco Bell? Give us some feedback, man. We want to hear it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. All right. See you. Sausage candles.